What's going on, buddy? I want to welcome you to the show, Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. We have one of the nicest from Chicago. He's currently in Atlanta right now to pursue his music career further in this industry. One of the nicest MCs. He's a student of the game. He appreciates the East Coast hip hop and the West Coast hip hop. He knows what's real out here when it comes to the real hip hop. K.O. Mason. K.O. Mason, what's going on, man? Welcome to the show. What's good, bro? Thanks for having me. Of course. How are you doing tonight? Everything's good? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm doing pretty good. Just uh, get ready for dinner. You know what I'm saying? Getting ready for dinner, getting ready to release some new music soon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm gonna come with some new music probably like next month, like probably the middle of uh, middle of next month. I want to start all the way from the beginning, man, because you come from Chicago, the east side of Chicago. You make the move to Atlanta. Tell me, how was your life experience of growing up in, in Chicago on the east side for the people that want to hear your story? Uh, it was, uh it was actually good. It was good growing up on the east side. You know what I'm saying? It was fun. You know, we did kids stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, actually, when I got older, you know what I'm saying, it kind of, kind of turned into turmoil a little bit because I started losing people. You know what I'm saying? Left and right, Chicago just we uh came across this wave where it just was like real bad. And you know what I'm saying? I really think. You know what I'm saying? The internet really, you know what I'm saying, really just messed us up. You know what I'm saying? It made us just, you know what I'm saying? We got a real bad light shedded on us. But it's a it's a beautiful city though. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We just got a cloud over our, cloud over us. Yeah. Now being from Chicago, you mentioned how social media has portrayed Chicago. So you're trying to say in all the things that we hear about in Chicago, it's really not as bad as people really Play it up to be on social media. Nah, it's it's bad, it's but bad. like it's bad. You know what I'm saying? But it's just certain parts of the city that you could go to and you could relax and you know what I'm saying, have a good time, enjoy yourself. But it's certain parts of the city that I wouldn't recommend people to go to, just because you know everybody don't have they 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 mind right. You know, so. But overall, though, it's it's a good city though to to go to if it's. You started out as an athlete and you were playing basketball. Can you tell me some of your most memorable games as a kid, whether it was in high school or middle school? Uh, yeah, actually, like, uh, like, let me see, like middle school, middle school was like my best time when I was playing basketball. Cause like high school, I bounced around a lot. Like I went to, a, I went to a couple different high schools. So like I couldn't really like get in my groove all the way, but you know what I'm saying, being an athlete, I was just I just it just had to click, you know what I'm saying? It just had to, it was it, it would click to me anyway. So um high school was cool, playing basketball. I played baseball too. Um I was more like high school when it when it when I got to high school, I was more kind of trying to focus on baseball. Like, cause basketball, it was just, I don't know. It was just a lot. I was just dealing with a lot with the basketball thing, but like, I still played though. How much of an inspiration was Derrick Rose to you making it out of Chicago and making it to the big stage and playing for the Bulls? And he's still a legend in his own right for Chicago, but he's becoming a legend in New York because he's been in New York for some time now. Yeah, man, D Rose, that's my favorite player. Like, I don't care what nobody say. That's my favorite player. Wherever he go, I follow him. But like, yeah, he was a big inspiration just on the whole city. Period. Just cause like, 
us seeing like somebody who come from where we come from and made it. So it just gave us the inspiration and the motivation to say, man, we can do this too. You know what I'm saying? We can make it, we can make it too. We feel like we can make it too. But you know, everybody knows you got to be blessed and real lucky to make it to the NBA. So it was just, it was really a blessing just to have somebody from Chicago that come from where we come from. Not saying that he the only one, because it's others, you know, Dwayne Wade, Juwan Howard, like I could right. let's go on, you know what I'm saying? But like uh Kevin Garnett, you know, uh, but yeah, D. Rose, he was big, big inspiration on us. Huge. Sure. Oh, yeah, he's one of the greatest of all time. And if he didn't get yeah. injured, I think he would go down as the best point guard of all oh, time. Oh, yeah, he, he, he'd he be the best point guard right now, I believe. He would be. I believe he would be the best point guard right now. He would be, for sure. Now you switch your profession to being a hip-hop artist. At what point did you just decide to move into this lane? Um, You said, wait, what'd you say? You said what made me? Yeah, at what point like, did you decide to switch into the lane of being a hip-hop artist? Um. I was uh, just dealing with a lot of things back at home, back in Chicago, just, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the basketball thing really wasn't on my list anymore, you know what I'm saying? Because by that time I was out of, out of high school and I was on and doing different things. I tried to, I, I went to college for a year. I played in college, but um, I want to say like around, I, I was already, doing the music, like while I was doing basketball, but I just didn't take it as serious as I took it in 2015. 2015 is really when I started really like taking it serious, getting in the studio. Like 2015 was my first time ever going in an actual studio and recording an actual song, shooting music videos. So 2015, that's when I really started to take it serious and just like put the basketball thing down. You know, I still, I still could play, you know, but I started to, you know what I'm saying, hop into the music lane. And start to take over from there and doing what you're doing. I heard about the, what you went through when you were younger and going to jail and then coming out and getting your life right. And you had to move away from certain situations and certain people. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, that, that, that really kind of, I, I, I at, at first, when it first happened to me, I kind of felt like it, it had messed my life up a little bit because I I felt like I was kind of going down the same road as as others. But some, you know, what I'm saying I'm a, I'm a strong individual, so I feel like I could come from under anything. You know what I'm saying? Some like especially things like that. Like and then coming from Chicago, it's just we built we built like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 2015, I know you start doing some performances. You're doing small venues to get your name up. And then eventually you get connected with Jay Prince in Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Uh was that, that was man, that, that was a that was a blessing. Um my guy, my guy Chill, he uh, he was he was hosting this uh this concert. He do he do it every year. It's basically it's called the Grassroots Concert. So basically he scope out artists from all over the place, bring them to one venue and it's a competition. And the winner, well, that year, the winner got uh, a slot on uh, South by Southwest. So it was, I want to say probably like 15, 20 artists and I ended up winning. I ended up winning the slot. So he ended up taking me to Houston. 
what well, took me to South by Southwest, which was in Austin. And then he told me, he was like, man, do you want to go see Jay Prince? And at first, I wasn't really hip to who Jay Prince was. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I always, I knew who he was because I, I, I was around him when I was younger. You know what I'm saying? So, um, like, I got a real strong relationship with uh, this legendary group out of Chicago called Do or Die. Mm-hmm. Crucial conflict. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, like, I was always around them when I was younger, like, real young. So, I was around Jake Prince. I just didn't know, you know what I'm saying, actually who Jake Prince was. You know what I'm saying? So, I had to really do my research. And, yeah, it was cool. It was a cool opportunity. That's tough. And, and do or die is underrated. They don't get enough appreciation yeah. and love. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Who's someone from Chicago can be do or die that you've really looked up to as far as an artist in this game and showing that you can make it out of Chicago as a hip hop artist and plant your feet in this industry, What you're doing right now as you're moving forward in your career. Yeah. Um, I'm a guy. I'm a guy that, that gives credit when it's due, no matter what's going on. So like um uh, I'm a I'ma I'm gonna say her G Herbo just off the simple fact that you know we from the same side of Chicago and um I'm a lot closer to that, you know what I'm saying, to what they got going on. And I actually seen, you know, I watched them when they come up, you know what I'm saying? I, I actually seen the ups and downs of them on their come up. So it was like it was real inspirational to me because I was like, man, like, I just felt like, man, I, I feel like I could do the same thing, but I didn't, I, I, I'm not taking the same, like, I'm just not following the same blueprint as them. Like, I'm doing it different, a different way, but, like, he definitely motivated me and showed me, like, man, it's possible. You just got to believe and you got to have the right people around you. Herbo's really putting on for Chicago, one of the nicest. When it's all said and done, he's going to be top five all-time Chicago for sure. And then you're eventually going to work your way up there. You're doing the performances. You're moving out to Atlanta. When was it that you decided, what year was it decided that you that you had to move out to Atlanta to make some connections? Um, I moved in uh, 2020. 2020. July 2020. Uh, yeah, I was just, man, it was time for me to get out of there. Like, uh my business partner now, before he was my business partner, my uh my manager, she had a connection with him with him already. But uh he was already dealing with a few artists and you know how the industry is, artists, how artists are. So he just was kind of just through with the whole thing. But my manager was really like putting that bug in his ear, like. Man, we need we need this opportunity. Let him just show you. You know what I'm saying. So I really had to prove myself to him. And uh, yeah, he. You know what I'm saying. He brought me down to Atlanta. He brought me down to Atlanta at first and put me in the studio and basically gave me a trial run of seven days. Uh, we went in the studio every day. We knocked out two to three songs a day. He just wanted to see if I was able to keep up at was this really my passion? You know what I'm saying? So I really had to prove myself and show him and the people that was around, like, man, I'm I'm built to do this. It's really what I want to do. So once I did that, once I proved myself, you know what I'm saying? He was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to start taking you serious. So once he did that, that was just, 
that was just that just added fuel to the fire because I was already ready to go anyway. Just off me losing people, I kept getting locked up, going to jail. It was just real bad around that time. You know, 2020 was a real bad year for everybody. Yeah, really. with COVID. So, yeah, so it was just, uh, yeah, that's what really just added the fuel to the fire. Like, once he showed me that he was taking me serious, I was like, all right, come on, it's time to go. Was Atlanta the first choice all along besides Chicago? Because there's certain people that moved to New York or L.A. Atlanta was the first step for you? Yeah, yeah, Atlanta, yeah. Atlanta definitely was the first step because I just know it's like, you know, it's, it's a lot of the music industry is here. You know what I'm saying? So I felt like I come here, I could really get noticed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And when performing the songs in the studio, was it verses from your songs, Karma, Cautious, Take That, or this just different verses from different songs or just something that you were freestyling? Wait, what'd you, what'd you say? I'm sorry. What, what, what'd you the say? So, the songs that when he put you in the studio and you showed, you had to show the people in Atlanta your work ethic. Was it, oh, song, yeah. was it, was it verses from your songs that you already made or was it freestyle? Nah. So it was like, he put me in the studio with this, um, this legendary producer, Low Key. Put me in the studio with him and Low Key really just made beats from scratch. Like at first, like, you know, when I first got here, when I first touched down, Low-key had sent me a, a beat pack. He was like, I'm going to send you some beats. Let's see what you come up with. So I had, uh, I had did a, the first song that I did. It's called Greasy. I'm releasing that next month. That's uh, dedicated to my homie. He lost his life in, in, uh, in May, May 2nd, uh, 2020. I can do so uh, I dedicated that song to bro. And once they heard that, that song got, th- like, got three verses on it. And I wrote all that right there. Like it wasn't, it wasn't nothing from my past, from what I wrote in the past. No, I wrote that right there. And all those songs, like take that, the greasy, and it's more tracks that's gonna come. You know what I'm saying? But I had, I had wrote that right then and there. Now, like cautious and karma from that mixtape from Trap Vibes Volume One, that was music I had already made. That was music I already made, but. My, my business partner just wanted to see me going a different lane. He wanted to see me actually in the studio with a producer. He wanted to actually see me build it from scratch. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you would get tricked by artists. You know what I'm saying? Artists would tell you, yeah, I did this, I did that. When somebody else really did it for him. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he just really wanted to test me test me and see, you know what I'm saying, how well I would do. And I, I feel like I aced the test. Mm-hmm. How'd you go about finding your management and creating your own team? Um, so yeah, bro helped me with help, he helped me with all that. Um, at first it was just me and my manager. Like I didn't I didn't know that it took all those people, a whole team for you to actually get it get it going and get it moving. Um me coming into the game, me coming into the industry just Flat out, just me and my manager, I'm thinking, like, it just take money. You know what I'm saying? But whole time, it take a team with people that's strong in different suits. You know what I'm saying? They got, uh, they got a lot of uh, well con- that's well connected. You know what I'm saying? Got a lot of good relationships. So, bro helped me build that once I got to Atlanta. Atlanta, it seems as though it is the right step for you. You're moving forward already there. 
if people have seen your Instagram, I'm sure they're wondering about the Mass Appeal thing. How did you get connected with Mass Appeal? Uh, I got connected with Mass Appeal through uh, one of my managers. He uh, he managed he manages Nas, so like that just kind of he just kind of like put me in a room. But it's it's nothing really I could say on it too much because everything's still getting worked out with that. So, but. Yeah, that's that's how I got that connection through my through my other manager. With the possibility of th- some things happening there, there's some things still being worked out. Nas was someone that you listened to growing up. Yeah, yeah, actually, um, and I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to like really like emphasize on it, like basically. So like, I'm gonna be honest, like when I was growing up, Nas would play, but it wasn't like Nas wasn't a person that I would actually like tell my mom to cut on, you know what I'm saying? But she would play it to instill it in me. You know what I'm saying? She would play Nas, she would play Jay-Z. She would play Tupac, you know, Biggie, the locks. just to instill it in me because, you know what I'm saying? So that's how I like kind of just knew, like I was up on, I was already hip to it, you know what I'm saying? But like Nas, he wasn't a person like I was actually going to, you know what I'm saying? But like I was already hip to who Nas was though when I was younger. So like he just always been in my head, you know what I'm saying? And as I grew older, that's when I started understanding everything that he talking about in his raps. And I started to listen to him more as I got older. And then on the West Coast, you grew up listening to NWA. That was what the NWA sound for you was what you were attracted to on the West Coast. Yeah, that was my favorite. That was like my favorite. That was that was my favorite group. Bro, like I couldn't, I couldn't stop listening to Easy E and Ice Cube. I just couldn't stop. Like I used to, I used to, like literally, that music was so good to me. Like I would sit in my room at nighttime and just listen to them. But I would get so spooked because it'd be like it's like a story that they telling. You know what I'm saying? And like all the stuff that's going on on the album and all that, the skits and all that. Like it used to. Like, had me, like, in awe, like, oh, my God, like, bro, you know what I'm saying? So, like, that's that's really what made them, like, become my favorite out of everybody. Mm-hmm. Easy E, rest in peace, one of the greatest of all time. Even the solo work yeah, for my Cube and Easy insane. You can't forget about Dr. Dre, what he did for hip-hop and the production side and getting to facts. perform at the Super Bowl halftime show this year. Yeah, facts. I love Dre, too. Dre got, he cold, he a legend, man, he that. We put a lot of hits out here. For sure. And it's about time we get a, a great Super Bowl performance at the halftime show. We've only been waiting for years to have some hip hop performances and it's yeah. taken 50 years, but we're, we finally got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, all those terrible performances we had to sit through those years. <laughs> take that. Take that was inspired by Diddy in which you would see him on Instagram say, take that, take that, take that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I was just, uh, I was just in the studio one time, like, and that was one of the days when I first came down here and I was with Low Key. I was just in the studio with uh with one of my guys and I was just scrolling on Instagram because we was trying to, I well, not not him per se, but me. I was trying to come up with something I could write about. I was like, man, let me think of something I could write about now. Like I done told them a story about Greasy. Now let's go into something else. You know what I'm saying? So uh, uh, I was scrolling on Instagram and I saw Diddy. He was kept, he kept saying, take that, take that. 
know what I'm saying? And then like I listen to uh I listen to a lot of Nipsey too. Rest so uh Nipsey, he got on his he got uh he got on his album Victory Lap. Uh, he got a song, he got a song with Diddy on, on the Victory Lap. And you know what I'm saying? Diddy on there, like, take that. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, man, hold on, that's kind of catchy. Let me let me see something real quick. You know what I'm saying? That's what made me just go in the lab and we cooked it up and it came out like that. That's tough. It, were you surprised when that song started to do some numbers for yourself? Because that's the song right there. I think that's highlighting yourself already. Yeah, I, I was. I was super surprised because I was thinking like more like karma, like those songs. Cautious like from karma. Guys, Volume One. I was thinking that that was going to surface before that. You know what I'm saying? Just because of how I structured the songs. But now I see, like, now I see why, like, it's an industry song. You know what I'm saying? Take that. It's an industry song. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you, and then when you hit a beat, it's like, that beat is kind of familiar. So I understand what you're saying. Moving forward into your upcoming music, are you going to structure it similar to take that? Because it's, it's different. Cause I feel as though you, you have a story to tell and you like those songs such as karma and cautious. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I like storytelling a lot. So yeah, I, I will structure more songs like how I did take that. And uh, I, I'm also just, you know what I'm saying? try to find other lanes and different things that I could do with it. I've been trying different things. Collaborations. I know you want to collaborate with pretty much everyone who's nice. Nas, Jay-Z, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, Chris Brown. Who's some other people besides those names? Because I know those are the ones that you preference. If there's any other ones that you can think of. Um. Yeah, it's, you know, it's um, it's um, out here, but really me, I'm the, I'm a, I'm a, I'm the type like, uh, I just be on some genuine type stuff, you know what I'm saying, bro? Like, as long as it's genuine, I'll I'll work with whoever. I don't. It don't really matter who it is. I just want it to be genuine because sometimes, you know, artists get caught up in the saying like, "Oh yeah, I want to do a song with him. I want to do a song with her." And then when you get with that person, it's not the energy that you thought it was gonna be. So it's like, damn, now it's like shut you down. It kind of it kind of make you not want to, you know what I'm saying? So like. I don't want to say no more names. I just name them because like, that's like, if I ever got a chance, like that's who I would do it with. But like, I don't want to say too many names because I don't know how their energy would be towards me. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that it'd be bad or nothing. Cause I'm a, I'm a cool laid back type dude. You know what I'm saying? So I don't see why they wouldn't do it with me. You know what I'm saying? As long as the politics is right, you know, but yeah, just more, I'm just more on the genuine side, genuine side. You know what I'm saying? Like, as long as it's genuine and real, I'll work with whoever. For sure. And you seem as though that you're down to earth to do that. Someone I've heard you reference a lot in a, in a few interviews I read online and just in different ones is that Dave East, you bring him up a lot. That's someone yeah, that you listen yeah. to, which I'm yeah, surprised he, because Dave East doesn't get as much love in New York as much as he should, because that man, to me, he's the king in New York. Everyone else will, would disagree with me because D- Davies to me represents New York hip hop storytelling, and definitely. he can do it all. He could do the trap beat. He can do with the industry record. Yeah, definitely. He just um, doesn't get yeah. the backing like that. Yeah, he 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 really don't get the the love that he should like. But uh, yeah, Davies he was uh, he was a big influence on on my career too. Just like I was, I watched him. Yeah, I watched him surface too like from the bottom 
to the right, you know what I'm saying, to to he rised up, you know. So he uh yeah, he kind of he 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 was a big influence on what I do now, you know what I'm saying, and how I make how I make my music and you know what I'm saying, because uh damn, I, I lost my train of thought, but he definitely was a he definitely was a big big influence on on what I do now. Are you still rolling with your own independent label? Because I've heard you say in other interviews that that that's your agenda for right now is creating your own independent label. Yeah, I want to um, I want to step into that lane, but I feel like I need to master the artist lane first. Mm-hmm. I need to master that lane first, and then that's when I'm gonna step over to next level worldwide, you know, and bring other artists on. And, you know what I'm saying? Cause I got, I got people watching me now, you know, I got artists that I talk to on the daily and I tell them like, man, bro, just, just keep working, keep putting in at work. I'm gonna make sure, you know, but I still got to master the artist lane and let, let people know who K.O. Mason is first before I step into the big CEO lane type. Until you're that, that next boss, like Jay-Z in the future. You have your own clothing line too. Tell me about putting that together. Trap vibes. Yes. Is that the clothing line? Yeah, trap vibes. Um, yeah, so basically, I uh, me and my me and my boy, we was just um we was just at home. This was back in Chicago. We was just sitting at the crib board, and I was like, man, bro, I need to come up with a clothing line or something like something I could I could sell. Like I'm really my mind was on some like, let's make some money. You know what I'm saying? I'm not thinking like, oh, it's going to blow and do all the extra and people going to really want to buy. I'm just trying to make a couple hundred dollars real quick. You know what I'm saying? But people started to actually like it. So I went forward with it and I just kept the movement going. So, and uh, the trap, you know, the trap part is spelled T-R-V-P, not instead of A-P. And basically that that stands for take risks and value prosperity. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like you got to take a lot of risk. You got to take a lot of risk when you when you stepping into this industry. You're looking to accomplish a lot in this industry so far, becoming a CEO, mastering your own artist lane. You have a lot on the way here. And I think the, the pieces are falling in place for you. you. You're still working some things out. We we've talked about, we touched on the mass appeal thing. And, and what do you have planned for 2022 to set yourself even forward this year now that you're in this game? Yeah, I, I just um, like I said, I want to put that stamp on the world and let people know who Ko Mason is. You know, I feel like once I once I solidify my name and people people get hit to me, I feel like I I get bigger as the time goes by. So yeah, I just really want to I really want to just put that stamp on the world and be be an influencer and be a voice to you know what I'm saying to the youth because that's really who I'm reaching for. I'm reaching for the youth people that come from my city and come from different cities in the same, you know what I'm saying? From the same vicinity, like the trenches, we call it the trenches. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's who I'm really speaking. I'm speaking to, I'm speaking to the trenches and whoever else like going through something in their life, you know what I'm saying? No matter what, like I want to be able to touch everybody. And so that's why do I feel like doing it already. Yeah. You have a song in the vault that you think that's going to surpass, t- take that and put your career on the map as a hip hop artist. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely feel like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely feel like I got bigger songs coming. Like it's, it's way it get better. It get better. 
it get better. The yeah. debut album, is that on the way? You have a debut album on the way? Um, as of right now, I'm not I'm not uh putting out any bodies of work right now. I'm just dropping singles just so I could, you know what I'm saying, just like I said, just so my name could get, you know what I'm saying, get bigger. And then that's when I give you the body of work because I really want to say that to tell my story. I like your method of how you're moving because there's artists at times they'll put out a great body of work and then they get signed and it's too late because the the audience didn't get to hear what you put out previously. That may have been better what you released then. Exactly. Exactly. I get how you're moving. Yeah. So like once I grasp that big audience and people like, Oh wait, who is this guy? And everybody just sitting there looking. That's when I'm going to drop the album on like, boom. And it'll be like, Oh man. Then they're going to be able to really sit back and understand where I'm coming from. I feel like if I drop, if I drop an album now, it ain't going to be, like you said, it ain't going to be too many that's going to hear it, you know? So you're right. I agree with with how you're moving. And once things start moving for you, that's when you're going to drop your body of work, whether it's an album or a project, we're going to get it. Has there been a, a helping hand or someone that's reached out to you in the industry? It could be an artist, anyone that you were surprised in getting a phone call or even a message through social media so far. Cause you always hear those stories about artists. Yeah. Um, nah, not, not really. Not yet. I ain't, I ain't gonna, not yet. You know what I'm saying? But it's a, it's a couple artists in the industry that I've like ran into and, you know, I introduced myself to them and just, they, they didn't gave me little, little advice on, was what's to come, you know what I'm saying? What I should be looking forward to, you know what I'm saying? But it's nobody really like no artist or nobody really in the industry who really like call or text me, you know what I'm saying? Just make sure I'm on the right track or nothing like that. That's what I got my team for. You feel me? So you got that right. You mentioned that you got some upcoming singles at one releasing soon next month. Yeah. Uh so it's actually it's actually gonna it's actually gonna be a commercial and it's a Dre Beast commercial. Oh, congrats but, on that. Uh, everything, yeah, everything getting put together now. Um I'm in uh I'm doing it, I'm doing it with uh with a with a with a HBCU, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, Edward Waters. So like it's it's more to come with that. We just all we piecing it all together right now, but it's it's gonna definitely be for a commercial. That's huge. Congratulations on that. That That's going to be big for you. And, and that's going to be something that really highlights your career early on because not too many artists get to work with Beats by Dre, especially yeah. commercials. So that's a plug instantly for you. Definitely. Definitely. I just take advantage of all this, everything that come our way. I make sure I take advantage of it, man, because not too many artists get these type of opportunities, you know? So... Yeah, just make sure I take advantage. Kale Mason, is there anything else you would love to let the audience know, your fans know, anything, man? Uh, yeah, man, just stay on the lookout for K.O. Mason, man. There's more to come. More Trap Vibes merch coming. Uh, any artists out there that's trying to really make it in the industry and succeed, just, you know what I'm saying, just stay positive, keep working. Don't, don't let nobody tell you that you can't do it because it's possible. I done seen this happen for people that had nothing. And they, the next day they, man, 
you know, they up, they they blew up. So, man, just just stay positive. All the, all the artists that's trying to come up and do, you know what I'm saying, do their thing, man. Just stay positive, keep working. Stay positive and keep working. Kale Mason, I look forward to everything that you have coming in the near future. Congratulations on the commercial and everything you're achieving this far. You're always welcome on the show. Once you do drop that debut album or debut project, you're you're welcome to come back on the show and talk about it. I'm looking forward to it. Bet, bet, bet. Yeah, I'm definitely, I definitely will be back, man. I appreciate you for having me on the show, bro. Of course, man. I appreciate it. And, and to let them know where they can follow you on Instagram and Twitter. I think Instagram, it's at Kale Mason. Do you have a Twitter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got a Twitter right now. It's um, it's Ko Mason, but it's K Zero Mason. So okay. yeah, but everything else is at K dot O dot Mason. Ko Mason. Make sure you go check out his catalog on YouTube. You can check out the visuals, Apple Music. You're on every platform and SoundCloud. You can check out yeah. all that on there too. Ko Mason, yeah. I want you to enjoy the rest of your night. Take care and stay safe. I got your music in the rotation. Likewise, bro. You too. You too, man. Enjoy your night, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah man.